what's up? It's been a long time, so I don't even remember what I usually say here, but uh, I'm Brian and I play the monk slash cleric, who is, since becoming a cleric, much more effective at combat, oddly enough. And what's up, guys? I'm Braden, and I play your paladin part one. And yeah, it's been a long ass time. And let's get this shit on the road. And I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm literally everybody else, but I'm also your dungeon master. And welcome back to Goblins and Goblets, a real play, fifth edition, kind of, sort of, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Today we have just the two of us, and it has been um, almost over a full month since we recorded last. So, uh, you know, it's October, November, people get kind of busy, shit's going sideways, and there's six of us, seven of us trying to coordinate, and it doesn't always work out. So, But we're here now. Let's get it on. Uh, Cheers, everybody. So last time we recorded... You guys, I lost my coffee. We're also recording super fucking early. It's 10.30 my time. We usually, re- we usually record at 10.30 at night. Yeah. Um, last time we recorded, you guys did some butt fucking to a, a skeleton king, King Theodore, stole his crown, and then got your own butts fucked by a dragon who stole it. Um, he almost TPK'd the three of you that I had that day and took the crown and fucked right off. So why don't we start this session with you guys rolling me a quick history check? No, based off of my pre-rolls, I rolled, let's say, 16, I think. My pre-roll, I rolled a nat 20 off my first roll. Mm, you rolled a solid nine. nine. I got a 16 on my history. All right. Uh, With a 16, you, Steve, uh, heard some rumors at some point, you know, in your life thus far that Forbergal is rumored to live in a cave uh, right near you guys in the cliffs of San Magenta. You know, there's an underwater entrance uh, into the cave. It's pretty close by from what you remember from the folklore and stuff. You guys can either attempt to go get the crown back. Um, There are two of you, and this is an ancient black dragon, so choose wisely. Or you can sail to Benkin and start your search for Dromo, the magic sentient feather duster. So, uh, this is where the fucking cave is over near San Magenta, but I think we're going to need a lot more power before we can make it there. So I'm thinking we go get that sentient feather duster and that way we have that out of the way. Then we can go back for the crown. That sounds a lot easier for two people. Yeah. Um, You guys remember from talking to Angelo that the last known location of Dromo and Harold, the Duke of Nothing, was over near Benkin. So you guys sail to the island. Uh, You guys sail that direction anyway. Uh, The island that Benkin is on is called the Isle of Ra, R-A. I did finally name it. And you know that there is a super small port city on the southern end of Ra uh, called Jiru, where you can dock and make your way up uh, north on the island to 
make your way to Benkin and see what you can figure out kind of in your travel between Jeru and Benkin. See if you can't suss out where these two might be. Uh, as you guys sail, you are met by some heavy fog and you guys are sailing from, you guys are sailing from the cliffs of San Magenta where you found the shipwreck. Uh, you guys are pretty far back inside of the cliffs. Uh, it's going to take you three days or so to sail from there to Jeru, but halfway through day number two, uh, you guys are met with some heavy fog and kind of lose your way a little bit. And when the fog clears, I need you guys to roll me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, that 20. <laughs> My rolls are good today. Almost in that 20, then it rolled over to a two. So that's a nine. Um, Steve, you guys are are sailing along and suddenly in your mind you feel a calling and the calling wants you to steer the ship to the right um sarge you also feel a calling and you know that something is pulling you to the right and it really wants to to bring you in uh and you being wherever you are in the ship uh make your way up to the top deck and kind Do of I have a rope? the right do you have a rope? Yeah. Yes. Uh, after feeling the calling, I would like to call out to Sarge. Sarge, Sarge, are you good? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I have a strange feeling I need to go this way. I'd like and, to tie uh, Sarge to the mast. Okay. Sarge is currently leaning over the right rail of the ship. So you can... I'm not going to make you roll because you're a beefy boy and Sarge is... Well, actually, go ahead and roll. I'm actually not that strong. Nah, let's let's see how this plays out because I'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys are the same size. Yeah, I'm just a normal-sized human. Yeah, human. and so is yeah, he. Yeah, and I'm a he human. Is a human. <laughs> what am I making this roll as? Uh, strength. strength. Yeah. Strength saving throw? Just contested. Just add your regular modifier. No, oh, that's a dirty 20. Ah, he wins. <laughs> Ten. Uh, you go to tie Sarge to the main mast of the ship, and Sarge, being close to that right railing, jumps off. Oh. And starts swimming through the fog to the right somewhere. I'd like to drop the anchor and dive in after him. Okay. Uh, you... Sarge, Sarge, get back here! <laughs> <laughs> Sarge, swim. Uh, I mean... I swam in the episode we went and yeah. swam down to get the crown. That's true. Most recent episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I, I swam two months ago. Go ahead and make me another contested strength. Strength contest. Roll me another strength contest. 17. Uh, 18. Best. Okay. Uh, you jump off the ship after dropping the anchor and manage to catch Sarge and grapple him. And you can make your way back towards the ship and tie him up. Um, mm, and we'll call it at that. Sarge, we do not listen to the strange voices coming into our minds randomly, okay? Speak for yourself. We don't randomly jump off the ship. You don't know it was out there. 
What if it's treasure? As you guys make your way back up onto the ship and Steve, you tie Sarge to the mast for a little bit. Um, you guys, you bring the anchor back up and continue sailing. And after a couple minutes, you exit the fog and look to your right and realize that you guys are currently sailing past the island with Castrum Contritos on it, uh, which does have a name that is not what I wrote down. Uh, I have to find it. Uh, you guys are sailing past the Isle of Castrum, which is the island with Castrum Contritos on it. And you realize that the pull that you guys felt was coming from that area with the castle ruins on it. Uh, and as you sail away, that pull gets weaker and weaker. And eventually, uh, Steve, you can untie Sarge from the main mast. He is no longer trying to jump off the side of the ship and swim back to the island. Okay, Sarge. Are you going to try that again? No, why would I jump off the ship? Exactly. No I, uh, I run over to the edge of the ship. <laughs> I spear tackle him. <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke! Uh, you guys oh. make your way to the small uh, small port city of Jeru on the Isle of Ra. As you guys pull up and dock, you kind of get your first glimpse of this city. Uh, Steve, you've probably been here before, but Sarge, you haven't. Uh, the city is relatively small and doesn't appear to have too much to offer you guys. There are small shops lining the singular road that runs from the docks off into the distant mountains headed towards Benton, where people from here would know the cabbage mines are ripe with their vegetables. The small shops on either side of the road are outnumbered by domiciles three to one, and there's not very many of those either. All in all, there's about 25 buildings total between the two sides of the road. Uh, most people in this town are on foot and look like they just finished a day in the cabbage mines. Dirty and tattered, they make their way along the road. They look uh, relatively happy despite appearing uh, poor. No one here seems to care that they're dirty or, you know, they're just happy. Several of the townsfolk give you guys polite waves and smiles and continue on with their tasks as you guys make your way up the up the worn, dusty dirt road. At the end of the street, furthest from the docks, the last building on the right side of the road reads Crone's Bar and Grill. And sitting out front is an elderly gnomish man in a rocking chair reading some sort of newspaper that you guys can't quite make out. He turns to you all as you walk by and says, Afternoon, gentlemen. Welcome to Jeru. What brings you all about? Uh, hello. Yes, we are looking for the sentient feather duster and the wizard who carries it. He, you mean Harold? The Duke yes, of Nothing? Harold. Uh, last I heard, they were in court just a couple days ago, so they probably are still up there. I will warn you, though. As you guys make your way from here to court, uh, a band of scavengers recently headed for Benkin from here. Uh, they're hoping to kind of find some valuables in the rubble. Uh, shortly after, you know, what happened up there. Do you guys know what happened up there? Yes. Uh, shortly after that attack, a few people from Jeru made their way up to search the ruins for survivors, but they didn't find anything. It's about a full day's walk to get from here to Benkin. Um, if that's where you guys are headed, good luck. Thank you, kind sir. He goes back to reading his newspaper. 
Are you uh, the proprietor of this bar named Crohn's? I am. Got any milk? Any milk? Sure, fuck it. Yeah, they got some milk. (laughs) That was a Crohn's disease joke. (laughs) Creative. Uh, If you listen to this, we'll probably get that. Anybody suffering from Crohn's disease will understand. It missed my... It just went whoop, right over my head. I didn't know. <laughs> right over my head. Yep. I don't have Crohn's disease. So from the second you said it, I've been waiting to say that. I was like, <laughs> When you said Crohn's, I was thinking Crohn's disease, but I have no idea what the fuck it is. So <laughs> uh you guys make your way out of town and start your journey to Benkin. You are not met by any, you know, difficulties. On your way through, uh, you pass the local cabbage mines to Jerome and see people pouring into and out of them. Uh, you realize that it is about that time for a shift change. As so, we walk, I'm just describing the things that we pass to Sarge. Like, oh, here's the uh, cabbage mine that my brother worked in when we were kids. And Does there happen to be a man pushing a cart full of cabbages anywhere? There is. I would like to destroy it. <laughs> you walk over and hit this cart with your staff and he says my cabbages and uh just falls to his knees and like screams at the sky why and uh picks up two cabbages and like clutches them to his chest and begins sobbing openly good pull beautiful uh you guys make your way up and finally arrive on the outskirts of Benkin. Steve, you haven't been here since that faithful day. Um, After that, you fled south to Prang and were arrested and taken to the Isle of Two, where this whole fucking wild-ass adventure started. Uh, Steve pauses in his steps, staring at the town he once knew. Single tear falls down his cheek, the ones he has lost before he... join this journey the the uh the landscape you see in front of you is pretty pretty depressing the town is covered in a blanket of ash and soot from the fires the only surviving building isn't completely intact um it is the church at the back of town steve you realize that this building is your old deity's church uh and you guys kind of make your way through the the sodden ash sodden road around town and steve you arrive at where your home once stood completely leveled by the attack um why don't you make me a perception check oh fuck can somebody roll me a d4 a D4? Yeah. One. Okay, 15 then. Uh, you pause as you arrive at what would be the door to your old house. Uh, it is now just a pile of ash and soot. And you kind of walk into it. You walk into this pile and kneel down and pick it up between your hands and let the soot fall through your fingers. And as you kneel, you feel something underneath your knee. And you dig down into the ash just a little bit, 
right under where your knee was sitting and uh, in the ash, you find a small gold chain with a simple golden amulet on it. This amulet is the symbol for your old deity. The, the chain is still intact. The amulet is still in relatively good condition. Uh, it's all just a little tarnished from being buried under ash for a couple months. Um, yeah, that's what you find. I stare at the amulet for a minute, looking at it, remembering fond times with it. Then I turn to Sarge. Hey, do you want huh? this piece of shit? Uh, is it worth anything? Yes. Yeah, I'll take okay. the advantage. I take his piece of shit. You put it on? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, you now have an, a golden amulet on a gold chain with a symbol to a deity that you don't know. I have it, a feeling one of us was supposed to put it on. It kind of goes innate in your hands and you put it in your pocket. Um, the other thing that you guys can investigate while you're here is you can check the local cabbage mines that are just up the hill on the outside of town where uh, Chalvron would have actually been when the attack happened. He was up there not mining for cabbages, but he was mining for some ore and metal for his smithing work. So you guys make your way up the hill. It's a short little walk, 15 minutes or so, uh, up out of the back of town and into the side of this mountain where the um, mine is dug into. You guys make your way through and you see the cabbages growing ripe and plump, ready for harvest. Though there's nobody here and there's not very many, um, the ones that did manage to survive seem to be doing well because there's not much competition, but there's only a handful of plants left in the mine. And as you guys make your way to the back of the mine, roll me a perception check. Ah, net 20. 18. Uh, Sarge, I usually the thing I'm best at. <laughs> I didn't need the 24. Sarge, you take a peek at like where the mine ends and where they had stopped digging. You know, you guys are started on the top of this like mountain mine that cuts down into the mountain. And they only dug down so far because they didn't need to go any further. But you, with a nat 20 uh, you realize that this digging here is fresh. Um, the actual mine stops several feet behind you, and you realize that there are a couple, like, new paths that head down deeper into the depths of the mountain towards the core of the earth. Okay, um, and Sarge walks up to the wall, kind of like puts his ear next to it, taps on it with his hand, gives it a big lick, and goes, someone's been here recently, there's new paths. Mm. Did you need to uh, eat the wall to tell that? I, I didn't eat the wall, I licked the wall. Why would I eat a wall? Same, same difference, did you need to lick the wall to tell that? Like some sort of rock beaver? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Similar to a rock lobster, but not. <laughs> Uh, there is a... Don't question my methods. Do you want to know shit or not? Okay, fine. Which path shall we take? There is one to your left and one to your right. Both new. Um, 
I lick both walls. Do I know which path I should go down? Uh, left. <laughs> Let's go left. <laughs> you, you rolled a nat 20. I'll lick the fucking wall and figure out where you need to go. The left one feels... It tastes newer. <laughs> the right one tastes a little older, but the left one tastes relatively new. Uh, I say we go left. This is definitely the newest path, so whatever they're looking for wasn't down the right path. Okay, I trust your judgment, Sarge. Although I question your methods, but... I pick a little gravel out of my teeth and start going down the path. (laughs) You guys weave your way down this newly cut path through this mountain. Uh, It's probably three or four feet wide and six feet tall, just big enough for you guys to walk down. You'd have to hunch a little bit so you don't hit your head on you know, the loose rock and shit up above you because it's not perfectly cut rectangular. It's It was dug with pickaxes and stuff like that, so it's not not the best passage, but it's a passage. I, say, uh, you guys, I quickly uh, say, hold on, Sarge. And I sprint back up to the cabbage part of the mine and grab two cabbages and shove them under my shirt and kind of like how you do with basketballs. Uh, to get boobs? Yes. And then I run back down. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> what? Out of those. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, nothing. I was always like this. <laughs> you guys continue okay, down. I'll lick them to find out. I'll lick them. <laughs> See if they're new. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. (laughs) You guys continue your way down this passage, and eventually it leads into a small cavern, roughly cut, you know, dug with pickaxes as well. And you can see in the center that they're continuing to dig down. Whatever these, whoever it is, are after seems to be down. They're trying to get deeper and deeper into this mountain for some reason. The cabbage mines weren't deep enough where they are currently, despite being at least a mile into this mountain and continued, I mean, the cabbage mine was probably a mile. So they dug another two before you made it to this cavern. And then from here, you can see that they have started to dig, but haven't made too much progress. It's only a couple feet, but it's just a circle straight down in the center of this room, four feet deep. Um, you know, just as wide, but they haven't they haven't made a whole lot of progress here. Why don't you all roll me a perception check? This is a very perception heavy episode. You're doing uh, uh, you can roll me an investigation check also if you'd like. Whichever one is higher. You're trying to see trying to suss out what these people are trying to do, trying to investigate what's going on here. So perception or investigation are interchangeable at this point. Eleven. You're good. Eleven. Okay. Uh, you guys looking around, there's not really a whole lot laying in this cavern. You see a couple pickaxes leaned up against the wall, two or three, nothing major. You see a shovel or two, a stick of dynamite. Um, this hole looks like it was dug within the past couple days. You can tell because the dirt and rock is still moist, like it had just been unearthed and moved. It's kind of a a roughly cut circular room with this circle dug in the center. 
Sarge, there's dynamite over there. Shall we uh, take it? Pick up some of the dirt and sniff it and say, they cut circular room with the hole in the middle was very recently dug. Mm. Still, shall we grab the dynamite? We're gonna... What? We're, we're grabbing the dynamite. Okay. Uh, you guys, one of you can add a full stick of dynamite to your inventory. Uh, if you light it and oh, huck it, it does 4d10 damage. Oh, we need Billy for that. The fuse is one turn. And yeah, it's a 30 foot we, radius. If we had Billy, Billy could light it on fire in the air. Correct. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a way to do that as well. <laughs> you um, do have fireball. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, you guys continue to search around this room for a couple minutes, not really coming across anything informative. There's not really a lot here. Um, whatever it is that they're trying to do, there's no like schematics or anything on the floor that you could pick up. You know, it's it's just kind of, you have to take it at face value for what it is. It's a mine that somebody dug deeper and then made a room and continued to dig deeper. Um, as you guys are kind of looking around in just fucking straight up curiosity, um, trying to figure out what the hell is going on here, you hear a click come from closer to the center of the room and as the two of you turn a shiny black fronted gloss door appears out of nowhere <clears throat> the doorknob god turns god damn it the door opens um, i immediately cast where is it emboldening bond okay okay uh i choose a number of creatures of willing creatures within 30 feet of me, which is just Brayden or Steve at this point, uh, for the next 10 minutes, uh, as long as we can roll an additional D4 damage or an additional D4 for an attack roll, a, a D4 for ability check or a D throw for a saving throw. Okay. Most so of that came through, but the first half of it cut out. Uh, as long as me and Steve are within 30 feet of each other, uh, we get D4 to attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks for the next 10 minutes. Okay. And uh, I'm going she... to cast Shield of Faith on myself immediately. Okay. As she steps through the door, she seems surprised to see you guys. Um, you guys are in the ruins of a town completely destroyed in a mine fucking four miles from the surface. Like, she did not expect anybody to be down here. But yet, here the two of you are. And she says, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. What are you guys doing here? Why? Uh, she doesn't immediately attack you. Um, fucker, I cast Guiding Bolt. Oh, I was going to say, before uh, we get into combat then, I'm going to reach over and touch Sarge and cast Heroism. Okay. Oh, what's that do? A willing creature you touch is imbued with bravery. Until the spell ends, the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier at the start of each of its turns. When the spell ends, the target loses any remaining temp HP from this spell. So, at the start of every turn, you gain 4 HP, temp HP. 
Nice. Uh, temp HP does not stack. So if you take damage during your during her turn and you lose that four temp HP, you will regain that four temp HP your right. next turn, but you can't get eight, you know, four, yeah. eight, twelve. Temp HP is always the first. Yes. The top. So is it the beginning of your turn or my turn when I get the HP? Um because it's your spell that's giving it to me. At the start of each of its turns. So your turn. So my turn. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, you guys do all this buffing and stuff. Uh, she still hasn't attacked. And I attack her with Guiding Bolt. Okay. Fuck her. Sure. Go ahead and roll initiative. Ooh. Six. Uh, shit, where's my initiative? 21. Uh, you do go first. She rolled mm-hmm. a nine, so she'll go in between the two of you. Ooh. Does an 18 hit? Does an 18 hit? Uh, it does. Sweet. Uh, where's my dice at? There we go. 5, 9, 12, 15. All right, she takes 15 radiant damage, and okay. the next attack roll made on her will be with advantage because okay. she is covered in mystical dim light from my guiding bolt. The next attack roll from anybody? Yeah, it just says the next attack roll made against this target before the end of my next turn. Okay, so Steve's attack will have advantage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before the end, so that means yeah, his... It could potentially be mine as well, but... Yeah. I'm yeah, if you don't make a melee attack... Going to attack, so... I assume so. Is it just it melee or is it attack roll? Just says attack roll, so it can be a spell. Nice. Oh. Okay. Uh, is that all you want to do? Uh, how far away is she? Uh, 30 feet. Man, it's been a long time. I have to remember everything I can do. I will try and move. Let's see. Um, so she's 30 feet in front of us. Am I the check mark or the arrow? Whichever. Okay, uh, fuck it. I'll take the check mark. Um, I'll move around her, trying to like flank her to the right. So whatever 45 meter movement can get that doesn't get me within melee range of her at any point. 30. 45 or 40 have 40 feet of movement speed uh, it would get you to like here if you don't want to be within melee range that's fine so off to her left yeah she's looking at you all uh okay next and that will end my turn all right next is her turn and she is going to do some stuff I have to see what she's going to do so many options <laughs> okay um, she is going to cast uh, at third level Crown of Madness on Steve. Oh, dick move. Uh, so go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw. Um, that's gonna pass, I'm gonna guess. That's a 21. Uh, yes, yes, it doesn't matter what level you cast that at. Uh, she casts Crown of Madness at you. She, the crown descends on your head and then you shake your head and the crown pops off and disappears. And she looks kind of frustrated and says, okay, fuck this. Uh, and turns to Sarge and is going to try to hit you with her sword. Does a roll with disadvantage because of your cloak. Roll a 13 and a 17. 13 plus 9 is 21. That's going to hit. And she is using this two-handed. So it is a nine 
plus four is 13. And then 2d6, uh, 13 plus nine, 22. 22 damage to Sarge. 22 damage. You take 22 damage, Sarge. 22 damage. 22 damage. Uh, as she takes her flame tongue longsword and slashes across your chest, despite you having your cloak of displacement, she still hits you. Uh, using two hands, she gives you a pretty good smack. What's her attack roll? That is her attack. I said, what was her attack roll? Oh, I rolled a 13 plus 9 and a 17 Damn. plus 9. Damn. Uh, so I assume 21 hits. Yeah, it does. I'm glad I didn't waste casting fucking Shield of Faith on myself. <laughs> uh, next is Brayden. Um, I'm going to have her make a wisdom saving throw. Saving throw? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, 24. That succeeds, yes. I figured. Okay. That's all I can do. Okay. I'm fairly uh, sure. Wait, I think. Uh, don't you get two attacks? Uh, yes, but hang on. This is this was a spell, and I only get one of those. Yeah, but you still have a sword. Um, yeah, but I can only... Uh, oh, wait, yeah. I guess I get two attacks in one. Okay, Correct. never mind. Uh, I'm going to need another wisdom saving throw. You can only cast one spell. Damn it. You okay, get two attacks and only one I'm of them can be a spell. Correct. Roll. I'm not going to whack her. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hang on. You said I get to add a d4 to attacks? Yep. Uh, you also rolled advantage because of yeah. Sarge. Oh, that's a nat 20. That hits. Obviously. 19 points of damage. Okay. Uh, that's the end of your turn? Yeah. We are back at the top with Brian. I get my 4 HP. You do. Yes. And uh, Brian's still in front of her? Yes. Okay, I'll move around to behind her and flank her. All and right. I'm going to give her a womp. Six. So yeah, I can probably do that. Do, 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 do. Where There we go. Does a 21 hit? Yes. Sorry, 22. Yes. Uh, so that is an 8. That's a 1. 1 plus 5 6 plus 4 is 10. So she'll take 10 damage. I will use Flurry of Blows. So spend a point. Um, two, 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 two. two unarmed strikes. What are you at? That definitely hit. Uh, 20, dirty 20, and uh, 15. The 15 doesn't. Okay. I think I, I, sh I should still have to roll attacks for the unarmed strikes, I would assume. Yes. So four damage. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry. I rolled D6s for that now because I'm a level up. Six damage. Hey. Uh, then I'll use my second attack. Okay. I drop my good dice, the one that's been rolling good. And as we all know, dropping your good dice means it will no longer roll good. Hey, I still rolled a 21. That hits. Back to the D8. Three, four, another eight damage. Okay. 
And I will spend another high point, I think, to, um, yeah, uh, I'll use Stunning Strike. So okay. she needs to pass a Wisdom Saving Throw, or uh, Con Saving, Con Save, sorry. 17. Uh, that should pass. Uh, should so I think because my save DC in my spells is a 15, but I don't know what my save DC would be for a stunning strike. I assume it'd be the same. Yeah, I think so. So she will pass. Nothing else will happen. I end my turn. All right. Um, let me see here. And I completely forgot to make all those attacks with advantage because I'm flanking her. <laughs> Uh, you hit it. Uh, I guess you didn't hit on the one. You can re-roll it if you want. Uh, 19. That does hit. Shit. I keep rolling the four. Oh, another six. Look at that. Nice. Okay. Uh, you guys have whomped her for a good amount of damage. She's still looking fine. Uh, not bloodied yet. Still over half. Uh, and she is a free action. Is going to again ask, why are you guys here? I don't understand. We're four miles in the fucking ground. What are you doing here? None of your fucking business, you whore. Uh, yes. Knew the walls tasted like asshole. <laughs> <laughs> the name calling is a bit unnecessary. You, you killed my master. If you asked, I would have told you our uh, evil plan, you know, like all supervillains do, but... Since you didn't, and you called me a whore, I'm not going to tell you, and you can fucking figure it out. Uh, and she is going to cast Thunderstep, since you are both right there on her. Uh, she is going to teleport herself away to over here. Uh, she can move 90 feet, so she is going to move 60. Uh, actually, fuck it. She's going to move the whole 90, which is going to put her over there. Uh, and the two of you need to give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, is is Sarge within 10 feet of me? Yes. Add 4 to whatever your save is. Uh, we both add 4. So do we both add 8? Uh, and yeah, we'd both add 8. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, if you add 4 to Wait, yourself it and... Yeah, mine's a d4. This is just okay, 4. Then mine's just 4. Okay. So, uh, so you add a 4 plus a d4. Save. Plus your yeah. modifier. Eight. What am I saving against? Constitution. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Come on, D4. Damn. 15, 16, 17. I got a 19 off a roll of 11. Uh, the 17 doesn't save. The 19 does. Bitch. Off a roll of 7, rather. Um, okay, so, Brian, you are going to take... Which one to use the D10? 11, 20. Uh, Brian, you're going to take 21 points of damage, and Steve, you're going to take half that, so 10, uh, as she casts Thunderstep and disappears from in front of you guys and reappears across the room. Uh, because you were both within five feet of her, she can hit you both. So I was really hoping I could cast that Stunning Strike. Uh, and that is her turn, because she can only cast one spell per turn as well. So she is going to uh, ready the dodge action, which will give her advantage on the next attack against her. Next in the order is Brayden. She is 90 feet from you. Um, let's see. 90 feet. 
Let's just start with how is Sarge looking? How is Sarge? Sarge has 17 hit points. Okay. Then I'm going to cast... Let's see. I'm just going to cast Cure Wounds on him real quick. So that would be 12 points of healing. Hey. And then I'm going to move my 30 feet closer to her. Okay. You're the arrow. Yes. Okay. Is that all you want to do? That is all I can do. Okay. I don't know. You have ranged weapons and stuff. Uh, if I use a spell to heal, I can't use anything else to attack. I've chosen not to take the attack action. Mm, okay. According to you guys from the last time. Yep, that is correct. You don't get two. You don't get two actions per turn. You get two yeah. attacks per turn. Yeah. And you only get the oh. second attack if you take the attack action. Correct. Indeed. Uh, we're back at the top with Brian. What would you like to do? How far away is she? 90 feet. I will move my 40 feet towards her. Um, maintain As long as I can maintain, I, I should I should only be 10 feet away from him, but maintaining my right. 30 feet so we can still keep our bond. Yes. And I will cast Toll the Dead. It is a okay. cantrip. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, let me see what her modifier is. Wisdom saving throw. 18. Yep, the best. That's it. Uh, her wisdom save is plus seven. So, yep. Wisdom and charisma are her specialties, being a warlock. Well, uh, I couldn't touch her, so that was one of my only options. Okay. Yeah, but it, that means that she's going to pass any save that we throw at her. Not sure. uh, wisdom uh, and charisma are my two saves. I think I have one can. Yeah, I have one cantrip that's dex. So, but it doesn't do much. Wait, I thought you ended your turn because didn't you walk up towards her? Yeah, you're right. It is her turn. Oh yeah, yeah. Come back, whiteboard. Oh yeah, because I, I yeah, was just looking for the fact that I had my four temporary hit points already. So yeah, I was trying to figure out yeah, what she should do next. Here. That's it's her turn. Yeah, yeah, and you get your four temporary hit points after your turn, not my turn. Uh, yeah, no, I, which means I got them already. Yeah, which means your turn has ended already. Yep. Uh, okay, from where she is standing, she is going to cast Eldritch Blast at the two of you. Dick um, Very dick move. What the modifier? Oh, it's plus 10. 26 to hit. Yeah. Brayden, uh, 16 uh, to no. hit. Brian. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't me. It hits Doesn't me. Hit. Okay. Uh, she casts three bolts with. Oh, wait, that's the wrong spell. Here it is. Uh, she casts three bolts at 11th. So she's 15th. So they are, she's going to do two at Brayden and one at Sarge. One at Sarge misses. So Brayden, you take, Steve, you take uh, 14 points of damage. Oh, that really ain't shit. Uh, As she blasts you from across the room with Eldritch Blast. And then she is going to re-ready her action to stab one of you if you get close enough to hit her. Uh, And that moves to your turn, Brayden. Okay, I am going to move another 30 feet closer to her. Alright, so you're 30 feet off now. Yep. And then, let's see, at 30 feet off... Oh, that means I can actually do this. Um, I'm going to need a wisdom saving throw again. Uh, 24. That passes. I would assume so. Uh, okay, I'm a popper with my crossbow. Okay. Roll. 19 to hit. That hits. 
four points of damage. Okay. Uh, she still looks okay. I don't remember what half of that number is, but she's not below it yet. So, uh, all right, that's the end of your turn. You are still 30 feet off of her, and we're going to move to Sarge. Uh, you are 50 feet off of her. What would you like to oh, do? Uh, what type of action would it be to drink a beer? Uh, I'll let you do that as a free action object interaction. So, that. Where did it go? I know I have a thing in here under my monk features. Oops, nope, not that. Oh, I know what it is. I'm dumb. All right. Uh, I have a beer from when we visited my home world that I'm going yes. to drink. Okay. Which gives me 4d4 plus 4 healing. Okay. Nice. Two, two four, four. So eight, nine, 10, 11. 12, 13, 14, 16. I gained 16 hit points. Okay. Hell yeah. Looking a lot better now. All right. And she is how far away? 50 feet. You moved 40. She was 90. That makes math sense. I will move. Kind of, I want to be at like a right angle to her from Steve. So I'll move up. I'll use my 40 feet to try and move on what would be her left side. Uh, Trying to go like there? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then I will cast Sacred Flame. So she needs to make a dex throw. Okay. Uh, six. No. She takes four radiant damage. Okay. Four damage. All righty. Still above half. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can you do anything else? Uh, not really without getting close. I don't have the movement to get there, so. Okay. Um. She realizes that the two of you don't seem to have any range uh, other than these few spells. So she is going to cast Eldritch Blast again and then take her movement to go 30 feet this way. Uh, So Brayden, you are 60 feet. Sarge, you are like uh, 50. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah. What is the we hypotenuse? Moved, we, we moved the, the right angle, so it's not a right angle. <laughs> you're like, yeah. We'll say you're, you're 40 feet, because I think you were within 10 feet before. I like how the check feet. mark is pointing at uh, Bandara and me. <laughs> <laughs> Making an obtuse triangle. Uh, she is going to cast three bolts of Eldritch Blast again. One at... Sarge, uh, 14, uh, 24 to hit, or 23 to hit. Both of those hit you. Um, yep. That's just one bolt because she rolls with disadvantage because of your cloak. And then two to hit Brayden. I rolled a, <laughs> I rolled a three and a seven, so 17 doesn't nope. hit, does it? Nope. Okay, so... Wait, what did, what's your AC, Brian, and what was the hit? 23. And what's your AC? 18. So unless you can buff it by 6. No, I can buff it by 5. Not going to be enough. Uh, You take 4 points of damage from this beam of Eldritch Blast. 4 points? Yes. Uh, And the disadvantage goes away for the next round. And we are to Brayden. Okay. I wasn't hit, so that kind of throws off what my plan was. Um, How far am I from Sarge? From Sarge? Yeah. Uh, 30 feet. 
Okay, so I could move there, but I couldn't move any closer. Um, I mean, you are you could looking go to 30 get feet Sarge? towards her. He's looking better now that he drank his beer. Yeah, I'm at 45, and I'm about to get plus four when your turn ends. Okay, it's your turn, not my turn. No, you're after her. You're four temp no, HP? Means, yeah, when it's you get temp turn, HP, not my turn. turn. Yeah, after your turn is my turn, so I'll get right. plus four. Yeah, okay, now I see what you meant. I thought you meant when my turn ends, you get your four HP. I mean, I will because it will be my turn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck it. I'm just going to move 30 feet closer to her. And I'm a bonker with a crossbow. 13 doesn't hit, does it? No. 10 doesn't hit? No. Okay. You load your crossbow and shoot wide both times, ricocheting the bolts off the rock wall behind her. Those were warning shots. Oh, come on. Don't try to with last the round. Yeah. Um, we're back at the top of Brian. Save that. How far is she? He's at 40 feet? Yes. All right, fuck it. I'll step up and try and bonk her. Go for it. Get to my weeping. Oh, I forgot to ready an action that time, so uh-huh. we got lucky. Uh, 19. Uh, that hits. Eight. Ah, one. Two. So seven damage. Seven damage. Uh, she is looking bloodied now. Oh, wait, no. When I cast that... Okay, yeah, I'll cast Stunning Strike. Okay. So, That's a con save? Yeah, con save. Uh, 17. I forget what her con is. It passes. Uh, 21. Okay, I will attack her again. Okay. 18. Uh, that hits. So, it's two, three, seven damage, and make another con save. Okay. Uh, that one's going to fail. Uh, seven. That one definitely fails. Thank fucking God. All right. So uh, you failed the con save. So you are stunned until your next turn. That means they're incapacitated. They can't make any actions or reactions. They can't move and can only speak falteringly. They automatically fail strength and dex saves, and all attack rolls have advantage until the end of my next turn. Okay. Uh, so she can't attack or cast spells. Or move. Or move. Uh, okay. Well, her turn is next, and she can't do anything, so we're going to move to Brayden. Okay. Um, I'm going to... How far am I from her? 30 feet. That I'm going to move up and cast Inflict Wounds as a second level spell. Okay. Remember, you have advantage. 21. Uh, that hits. Okay. 21. Uh, 35 points of damage. 35 points of damage. And 9, 8, and 7. Uh, she is looking a little worse for wear. Still alive, but not doing great. Then I get another attack, don't I? Uh, yes. Okay. And I'm going to bonk her with my sword, because I'm not allowed to cast two spell attacks, am I? Correct. Um, that is a 18. Uh, that hits. Okay. Eight. There's one. Six plus three plus two. Eleven points of damage. Alright. Looking not great, but still up. Uh, Brian, back to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just do that. I'll bonk again. 
Nat one. No. That's okay, because I get a second attack. <laughs> that hits with a 25. Ah, uh, yes. Six. Six. That's 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points of damage. Damn. You guys got her real low. Uh, all right. She's not dead yet? No. Then I will use a Kai point to do Flurry of Blows. Okay. That's a four. That's not going to hit. That's also not going to hit because I rolled two fours. No. But I also keep forgetting that I spent a Kai point as an action so I can take another attack with a monk weapon as a bonus action. Oh, nice. So I get like 16 attacks now. That's a crit 20. That hits. I would hope so. Nah, it misses. (laughs) One failure, you say? Three, two, that's five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eighteen damage. <laughs> she is just fucking hanging on. <laughs> this bitch is so close. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, there's not, I can't do anything else. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, no. Is... I get a plus four because me and Brain are next to each other. So one of those unarmed attacks would have been a 18. 18 to hit? Yeah. That hits. I rolled a 10. So. Let's go D6. Come on. You rolled a 10 plus four is 14. Plus my plus four for being close to Brayden. What's your modifier? It should just be proficiency. For your unarmed attack? Yeah. So it'll be 17 to hit. 17 doesn't hit. Oh, never mind. Her AC is 18. You're right. I thought I was looking oh, I looked at initiative at first because my initiative's plus four, but proficiency is a plus three. Oh damn, my initiative oh, is zero. I'm dexterous as fuck, boy. <laughs> I'm not. We <laughs> Yeah, you don't need to be. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, Her stun is now over. It is her turn. And she is going to use her last uh, spell slot to cast Summon Greater Demon. This bitch. Bring into the fight the Hezru that you saw leave with her in Moth. Uh, So let me roll initiative for him real quick. Oh, by the way, I realized something I can do as a paladin. Which is? Uh, I can actually give myself back spell slots. How? Uh, what's it called? Harness Divine Power. Oh, interesting. At third level, you get one, and you can return a spell slot, half of your uh, proficiency bonus grounded up, so I can return a second level spell slot right now. Mm-hmm. And then when we hit seventh level, I get a second use of Harness Divine Power. It's going to be a star. And she summons the greater demon uh, behind the two of you, right there. Dick move. And she is going to take a quick swing at Brayden. Aha! Fuck. I can finally use my sentinel feet that I've been forgetting about my entire fucking time. <laughs> uh, 18, Brayden? No. Is your AC 19? 20 when I used Shield of Faith and I did before we oh, started. Is a 23 hit. Yes. Six. Uh, 16 damage. Uh, she is dead. Finish her. So as she summons this demon and tries to stab at Brayden, I go, this is for my fucking master. And I just shove my quarterstaff of flames up her asshole until she chokes on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you insert into the anus, the flames begin to lick around her butt. And onto her clothing, uh, underneath her armor, and she 
burns to death from the inside out. You have finally defeated Sandara. Uh, hey, however, uh, Sarge. I, rem- I remove the quarterstaff and point it at the demon like I'm fucking uh, Babe Ruth about to hit a home run. And <laughs> Call say, it your next, bitch. <laughs> that seems uh, like a worthy intimidation. <laughs> it is the Hezru's turn, who just roars at you in some language you don't understand. Uh, mostly because uh, it's, it's a roar and not a language. Oh yeah, I forgot they aren't smart enough to talk. Uh, he is going to take all three attacks. Uh, one at Sarge. Is this the one we get rid of the disadvantage? No, that was no, because there is disadvantage. Yeah. Uh, he is going to try and bite you. Uh, I rolled a nat one, so he's going to trip on face. Take two points of damage, and then he is going to stand back up and swing his claws at Steve, uh, 17, 24, and 25 for those two attacks. Both hit. hit Steve. Uh, you are going to take 7, 10, 14, and then 6, 7, 11. 25 points of damage uh, as this Hezru slashes across your chest. Not bad. Uh, and it is going to move to your turn. My turn? Yes. Okay. Um, how are you looking, Sarge? Uh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, he hasn't been hit in a while. Okay. Then I'm going to use Lay on Hands on myself. So that means I get that much HP. Back. And now I'm doing perfectly okay. Um... I'm going to move around to try and flank him. Uh, you're going to have to like swing it wide so he doesn't get an opportunity attack. I thought opportunity attacks were just if you leave his attack range without yeah, disengaging. Just if if you're within an enemy's you attack disengage, range, you try and leave it. Yeah, if you disengage if you without of, taking the disengage action. If you move out of range. So if I like slide underneath its legs, I'm fine. Correct. Okay, then yeah. I'm going to run and slide underneath its legs and pop up behind it. Okay, you're over there flanking it now. That is all I can do. Did you attack twice? I didn't attack, I healed. Oh, that's right. All right, back to the top with Brian. Oh, get my 4 HP. Beep, bop, boop. Math is hard, 21. Uh, To hit him? Yeah. Or bottom. That does. Five. Three, that's eight, nine, ten, twelve for the first attack. Uh, Twenty-two will hit. Yes. Two, seven, and eleven for the second attack. Oh, okay. Uh, still up. Yep, that's all I got. It is his turn now, so he is going to switch it up this time and try and bite Steve. Uh, 23 to hit does. I will use my sentinel feet again, and I will get a melee attack against him since he's attacking someone other than me. Go for it. Uh, and then and I'm just... going to... What? You said oh. it was his bite? Yes. It was on a crit. Uh, and never mind. Uh, on a crit. He'll end at 14, though, so 22. Uh, that hits. Uh, 12, 15, 14, 15, 16 damage, and his movement speed is reduced to zero. Calculator out. Remember how to do math. He does hit Steve still. 
Uh, both of his attacks on you miss, Sarge. Does not prevent him from attacking Steve. It just gives me an opportunity of attack. Right. Uh, I rolled two sixes to hit you. So, um, Steve, you take 13 points of piercing damage as he uh, bites you and then gets stabbed in the side. What? I said I'm still practically fine. I'm not under half. Practically fine. Uh, it's your turn now. What are you going to do about him? My turn? Correct. Is he facing towards Sarge right now or facing towards me? Facing towards you. He just bit you. Okay, I'm going to jump up onto his face. Uh, make an acrobatics check. Oh, good. Finally, I get to use that. Uh, 23. Uh, yeah, that's good enough. And then I am going to cast uh, Inflict Wounds as a second level again. Okay. Does that put you out of spell slots? Uh, puts me out of second level, but I can gain one back. Oh, I thought you already did. I have two second levels, and this is my second time using one. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. Uh, yes. Whew. I'm going to be Just honest. Barely. I didn't think that was going to hit. That is his armor class. Damn. Okay, so 9, 15, 19, 28 points of damage. And the then is looking bloodied. I am going to stab it in its eyeball. Okay. That's a 21 to hit. That hits. That's eight points of damage. All right. Still alive, angry, uh, and bleeding out of his eyeball. Brian, what you going to do? I'd um, like to point out I'm still attached to his face. This is true. I'll ball clean the butt then. Okay. <laughs> uh, 26? Yes. No, nope, it doesn't do it. Sorry. Three. He, he magically increased his armor class by 30. Yeah. Minutes, so. He got stabbed in the eyeball. It pissed him off. He raged. He went super saiyan. <laughs> Full rage. Um, he takes half damage now. Uh, nine damage. damage. All right. Second attack. 11 plus 8, 19. That hits. Five, four, nine plus four, 13 damage. 13 damage. All right. You guys are fucking him up pretty good. Uh, he's not looking great at the moment. Um, it is now his turn. Brayden, I need you to make me a constitution save. Easy shit. Um, uh, Sarge, I need one from you as well. Not so easy shit. 28. And remember, you have plus four. And you also have your D4, I think, oh, from earlier. Right. So I rolled a 10 and walked away with a dirty 20. <laughs> Uh, you both saved. The DC was 14. Uh, Hezru smell. They have a, a poisonous cloud to them. So you guys saved from the poison. Uh, and you are now immune for the next 24 hours. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Count as an attack on Brayden? It does not. Nah. It's just his general bodily oh. odor. He's just a stanky boy. Correct. My man's got swamp ass is what you're telling me. Hell yeah. You also uh, should have told me that because I also get advantage against poison. But you rolled a 28, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a 29. (laughs) I rolled a 19 plus 1 plus 4 plus 4. We're going to start with a bite to Sarge. Uh, 18, does that hit? That ties. Can I I hold his mouth shut? No. Uh, Ty goes to the attacker. Yep. And then he is going to claw at Brayden on his head. Which Uh, I get to attack. That's an 18. 
that hits. Uh, only one of the two claw attacks hit. Three, four. Uh, I do eight damage. How much did he hit by? Uh, I rolled like a 27. Okay, never mind. No, it wasn't that high. It was like 23. Mm, technically. Okay, no, he doesn't plus hit six. <laughs> Yes, he does. 23? From 20? Oh, no, you have, a, you have a 20 AC right now. Yeah. How much so damage does did not you do, Brian? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. Eight damage. Uh, what level spell was that, Braden? Uh, not. Oh, shield is a, a paladin thing? Uh, no, it's a whatever the fuck type of human I am. Oh. Mark of something. Interesting. Yeah, mark of sentinel. All I get right. to cast shield once for long rest. Okay. Uh, it is now your turn, Braden. Okay. Um, I am going to figure out if using this makes it so that I can't attack. Did you ever roll my damage? Did I miss it? What damage? You said he attacked me. He rolled like a 23. Or an 18, he tied. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't. I got distracted by the uh, 11, uh, 15 damage. God damn, I shouldn't have said anything. Got distracted by the uh, not hitting of the paladin on his face. It's a bonus action, so that means I can use it, and I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds as a bonus, or as a second level spell, and that now is a, a level twenty-three. That is okay. And yes, now I'm I am out. Let's say nine plus eight, seventeen plus two, nineteen plus two. 21 points of damage. Alright. Not looking good for the Hezrug. To stab him in the other eye. Okay. That's a 19. Uh, that hits. Five, so seven. technically, with Inflict Wounds, if it's a bonus action, you can cast Inflict Wounds and then stab him twice. Eight. Inflict Wounds isn't a bonus action. Harness Divine Power is a bonus action. Ooh, okay. What I use to restore my Correct. spell slot. All I heard was you say something about a bonus action, so I thought you meant the yeah that, that was the bonus action. Yeah, no, I was just trying to not figure out if I could then. restore. No stabby but, twice. Um, five, six, eight points of damage from my sword to the other eye. Oh, okay. And I am going to hop down off his face because it did not give me the intended action. Why did you think you were going to be able to hold his mouth closed? <laughs> Uh, I was thinking I could either strength contest to hold his mouth closed, or I could blind him by being on his face to give him disadvantage versus Brian. He already has disadvantage versus Brian. Double disadvantage. There no, is I no forgot, such thing. I forgot that Brian automatically gets disadvantage Unless I'm hit. on anybody who attacks him. And you were last round, so there is yeah. no disadvantage this round. Correct. Um, but it is your turn, Brian. All right. Four HP. And we'll give him a bonk. A bonk. Ooh, that's a 27. I think that hits. Yes. Four, nine, 13 damage. Okay. Second attack. Yeah. 25. Uh, you don't need it. He's already dead. Uh, why don't you finish him off? Damn it. I wanted to finish this one off. Um, why don't you pass it to Brayden? <laughs> I shove my quarterstaff up what I believe is his asshole. Is and I slide between asshole. I slide between his legs and, and hold my sword up. And I whisper in his ear, call an ambulance! And then I look at Brayden. 
and I slide between his legs and hold my sword up and split his dick in half. <laughs> you, but not for us. I don't us. even think that's castration because you actually cut his dick. So. It's called a bifurcation of the penis. Yeah. Uh, he's he's straight up not having a good. Was time. this man just swinging dick the whole time? Yeah, I, I assume guess. he wasn't wearing pants. Yeah, he's technically not clothed, so I don't see why he would in our face. And we were cool with that. Yeah, Braden slid under there once already. He got. That's how I knew it was there. Yeah, yeah. You mushroom stamped yourself with his penis. Yeah. Uh, okay, you guys have thoroughly defeated Sandara and managed to walk away from the Hezru with less damage than I had originally anticipated. Um, you <laughs> guys God are... <laughs> I'm not even under half still. Yeah, you guys are hanging out in this mine. Um, um, cool. I take the fucking amulet out and put it on and go, who's the fucking champ? Okay. Uh, this amulet is the amulet to, uh, to Steve's old deity. Anytime you heal you can just add plus four automatically to any amount that you heal. That's giving in. I was going to say, does that include if I heal him, he takes more? No. If if you, Sarge, heal anybody, including yourself, you add okay. plus four. Okay. Uh, and you guys are kind of winded and just kind of hang out in this mine shaft for a little bit, catch your breath, and, you know, you just kicked the ass of a the lady who fucked up your master's peaceful death and b steve i believe you think sandara destroyed benkin um i think either she did or somebody she's closely associated with did yeah so you think you may have just gotten vengeance for all of those people that died and sarge you definitely got vengeance for your master i run over to her corpse Who's your fucking daddy? I just start beating it with my horror staff and screaming, this is why I heal people now! I teabag her. Uh, do you guys want to loot her? Yes. Yes. <laughs> teabagging her. I'm looting um, her while he teabagging. He teabags her like the demon teabagged him when he slid under it. Uh, yeah. She has on her a shield for plus two, which Brayden, you already have, so you probably don't want that. Uh, she has golden dragon scale mail, so Ooh. that is medium armor that I assume Sarge doesn't want. He does I will not. take that. Uh, and she also has the flame tongue long sword, which I told Travis he could have because he tried to buy it a long time ago. I will take uh, that. And on her, she has uh, 1,200 gold pieces that just the two of you can split because you're the only ones that showed up, so you get money. I think that's how I'm going to start doing it now. If you show up, you get the lead. scale mail was it? Gold Dragon. Gold Dragon scale It is in the app. Yeah, I know. I'm searching for it. There it is. Oh, it's honestly not as good as I thought it was going to be. Not particularly. It's just you get resistance to uh, something. You get saving throws on Frightful Presence and advantage on saving throws against Frightful Presence and Breath Weapons of Dragons. So next time you guys get assaulted by Forbergal, you have advantage to save on his breath weapon. You also get a plus yeah, but I AC. also have less AC than uh, chainmail, right? Because I don't have any pluses to dexterity. That sounds like a problem. Uh, I will also let you guys level up now. Hey, uh, so Whoa. you're going to seven. Well, I either go well, five and two or six and one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Is, uh, is the, Steve, you're going to seven. <laughs> is the ability score at six? When's the ability yes. score? Uh, I think it depends on the class. I think monks are at six. I know sorcerers are four. I think it's four, seven, and 11. Uh, additionally, you can focus uh, for the gold dragon, dragon. mail. Yeah, additionally, you can focus your senses as an action to magically discern the distance and direction <laughs> to the closest gold dragon within 30 miles of you. Yes. That's interesting. Um, that's, that's how all dragon scale mails work. If you make them into armor, you can find the closest dragon of that color within 30 miles. So I drop my AC by one, but also I have resistance to fire now, and I cannot be frightened or whatever. Uh, you have advantage on saving throws for Frightful Presence and uh, Breath right. Weapons. Breath Weapons, yeah. And plus I can uh, fight dragons. So as you guys are chilling in this mine shaft, the camera goes fuzzy for a second and then snaps back in focus and standing in a room, we are inside of a castle where a tall, slender male elf uh, with darker skin is chanting something in an ancient language. As he finishes, in his hands, a small portal opens up uh, and inside through the camera we can see a red barren landscape uh, the craggy surface constantly being pelted by small drops of fire falling from the sky like rain to the right off to the very edge of this portal we can see a blood red river flowing slowly away uh, full of souls writhing beneath the waves fighting and clawing their way to the surface only to get pulled back under again by another twisted soul below them. Uh, the elven man smiles and closes his portal as a black dragon pokes his head through the window, uh, through the balcony on the left side of the, the room he's in, and says, My master, I have this And the smile on the elf's face turns to a frown and there you see a twinge of anger across his face and the portal closes in his hands and he turns around and heads towards the door in the back of the room and disappears down the spiral staircase and that is where we'll end for the day <laughs>